Hello, everyone. My name is Jimena Dusan Aya Pearson, and you are listening to Root Stories of the Soul, Soulful Talks with Jimena. Now, for decades, I have had a big interest and passion for stories of our roots, our ancestors, our genius loci or spirit of place, and how all these are interwoven through our souls, and or like James Hillman says, soul making. Now, for the past few years, I have been studying uh, archetypal and Jungian studies uh, with an emphasis in depth psychology. And each week, I will be bringing to you stories from people around the world about what makes the soul a place and what gives a place its soul. And we will be exploring different elements about the uh, about the places that we uh, came from and the places that we live in. So this is really a space for people um, where they can tell their stories about their origins, about their ancestors, about their um, place they call home, and also how we can all invite the soul of the world back into our lives. I cannot wait. I am so excited to bring you so much more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of Root Stories of the Soul, Soulful Talks with Jimena. And today's um, topic for this episode, we're going to be talking about the American archetype of roaming the endless highway. And my guest is a singer-songwriter and mistakably Nordic in flavor, Sophia Talvik, somehow still conforms to the American interpretations of her own original music. A North Sea siren blending sparkle and melancholy. A veteran performer with nine full-length albums, as well as numerous EPs, singles, and tours behind her. Growing up in Sweden, her music has always had a special tint of her Scandinavian heritage, making her a favorite among music lovers. Primarily a live artist, Talvik has taken her music across Europe and through 48 U.S. states, writing in her 1989 Winnebago Warrior with her husband at the wheel, digging deep into the American sound and channeling it through her Nordic roots to create a singular brand of Americana. And while her Swedish roots serve as the basis of her songwriting, she often calls upon her many journeys and experiences for inspiration, especially the uniquely American archetype of roaming the endless highway. I'm going to leave it there. I know there's a lot more to her bio, but she can probably tell us a little more. So, Sophia, welcome to my podcast. It's a pleasure having you here. Um, how are you doing? How are things at home? Thanks. Uh, it's, it's great. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm in Berlin, Germany right now, and um, we just got a lot of snow today. So I'm a little bit envious of you sitting over there in Los Angeles where the sun is shining. <laughs> Well, you know, they always say the sun shines everywhere. So even if it's snowy, you know, I think there's still, <laughs> there's still kind of a shimmer light, you know, with the snow. Yeah. So. Actually, actually, the snow does make it a little bit lighter because uh, it is kind of dark here at this time of year. Yeah. So it does kind of light up the day a bit, you know, the, yeah. the reflection yeah. of the snow. So it does. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's a lot of kind of things to dig into. Um 
you know, one of the things when I was reading your bio that really stuck out, and it's probably because I've been studying this for the last four years, is the word archetype, you know? Mm -hmm. And to many people, maybe they don't know the what archetypes are and kind of in, from a Carl Jung perspective, and I want to hear what, what you think, but for Carl Jung, archetypes were, you know, he called them universal motifs. He called them universal themes. Um, he also thought of archetypal images, you know, that get manifested in our world uh, through yeah. myth, storytelling, music, art. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to hear when you think of archetypes, especially um, the way that you describe the uniquely American archetype of roaming the endless highway. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what, what you thought of when you wrote that? Sure. So um, it, I actually didn't write that. It was uh, it's my uh, press text for my new album. And so I, I'm not the person who wrote those words, but I do agree with them. And it's uh, I think that a lot of people, when they think about touring artists, they think, you know, especially, you know, people touring the U.S., uh, that you are on the road all the time. And uh, America is such a you know, a car driven country, you know, so there's a lot of highways and a lot of, of long distances that you have to drive as an artist. And, and uh, of course, I, I fit very well into that sort of archetype or that um, cliche, if you want, like, um, <clears throat> for an artist, touring artist, because um, every time I come to the US and I tour, it's, it's, uh, um, very long distances this last tour that it was four months was we uh covered over twelve thousand uh miles okay and uh, so a lot of of driving but you know I, I think it's also the sort of romantic perspective in it that you know it's it's sort of like you uh i know we're going to talk about roots and stuff and 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 in that sense you're a little bit rootless maybe that uh -huh. when you're on the road so much you know you're like constantly in a new place and you're seeing new new places and new faces and and um so I think a lot of people kind of view that as a, a bit of a romantic sort of adventurous life I often get to hear well on on my shows and stuff people come up to me and they say oh you're living the American dream you know and and, uh, you know, being your own person and uh, your own boss and, you know, going where um, the music takes you, I guess. Okay. Uh, so do you think all the traveling that you have done and, you know, like kind of the roaming these, you know, endless highways, I'm sure you had a lot of time to think, you know, in these trips that you've taken. Um, do you find inspiration or do you find that, during, you know, these are the, the you know, the, the, the traveling and the, and the trips and the roads and the highways, has that fueled your creative practice? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think um, my, my way of writing songs has changed a lot the last 10 years since I've been touring full time. And uh, of course, because you, when you are on the road, you get to experience a lot of different things and and uh, you meet a lot of different people and, uh, you know, get so many different impressions and and uh, it shapes you, of course. And then, of course, also when you're in the car, you listen to music and 
And so maybe, you know, I got to listen more to like American music when I started touring and and just radio stations in the US and uh, American artists. And and so of course it, it has really shaped my uh, my songwriting. And if you listen to my first album, it's uh, much more like a classical sort of singer songwriter style. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think also sounds way more Swedish than I do now. And um, so, yeah, a lot of songs also, you know, are stories that happened to me when I was on the road. Okay. Okay. And um, so, so part, part of this, I think you and I talked, talked about this offline, but um, you know, what, you know, the, the, my whole podcast is about, you know, finding roots, you know, kind of our, our the way our stories are, are, are rooted um, maybe in a particular place or a particular, you know, um, I don't know, it, it can be even rooted in your creative practice, you know, like your music, mm -hmm. your songwriting. But, the, but I think you touched on something that I hadn't really thought of that just because you, you're a nomad, you know, and that you travel so much, do you feel like that has maybe deepened your connections and your roots more so than just being in one place? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think it has definitely changed the way I, uh, sort of think of my roots or think about home and where home is uh actually my album Pulse of a Bear was all that whole album had a lot of songs that was just like uh around this theme of home and and your roots and uh, I think that being on the road and being abroad like from you know because I'm from Sweden and you know being in Germany or being in the U.S. um my perspective of Sweden change uh, right. because I, I view it in a different way. You know, when you're not in it, um, you I think you can maybe see it a little bit more clearly. Okay. Um, you sort of, you know, you can appreciate the stuff that's good uh, in a different way than you do when you're just in it because you don't think about it and you just take things for granted. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, the distance to uh to where I grew up and everything it's uh it also you know sort of made me realize that it's <clears throat> it's not really very important to me like the place where I grew up was not like it's not a very important place uh because now I feel like I have homes in different places and I I also think that uh you don't really have to sort of feel like there is only one home but you can make your own home in different places and and one yeah. of those things it, which is very sort of central for me is that uh, uh I've been with my husband for over 20 years and uh basically wherever he is is my home uh so I always feel at home when I'm with him okay and um where where is your husband from he's also from Sweden he's from Sweden okay and so something in, in, in all my interviews that I've been doing, you know, um, in the last few months, something that I have found that people say that what makes a place have a soul, you know, or have or the or the or the roots that we have to to places, it's it's all about the community that we build around that. Um do you do you find that in all your travels you have like these little small communities 
you know yeah where you go that is that Absolutely. yeah because i moved i'm sorry what did you hear me you were you breaking up me? there a little bit <laughs> okay yeah sorry. i think we're back yeah no <laughs> so uh i mean i i moved away from uh, where i grew up when i was uh, about 18 and um and went to university and and so um that sort of community like where i grew up is not something that, that i've been in touch with for a very long time uh but i feel like being a touring artist and i do a lot of intimate shows i do a lot of uh house concerts you know where you really sort of uh hang out with the audience like before and after the show and and uh the hosts of course and and so i think that kind of venue and that kind of place where i can play my music and meet people that is sort of the community that i'm i'm more comfortable with now because you know i i get to have different sorts of communities in a way you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah so, I, I mean even even when you come to LA you know and I've seen you in some live shows um you know there's a big community you know out here you know that's very receptive of your music and Americana music and um and I think you talk about this in your bio how the different people that you've met they've kind of made it into your song songs can you expand a little bit about that and how you've incorporated that Sure. I mean, it's it's uh, kind of like what we were talking about, uh, how how the traveling has shaped my songwriting, uh, because, you know, you as, as an artist, um, of course, different people write about different things. I write a lot about stuff that I experience. Uh, it might not always be uh, stuff that is like from my diary uh, or, or something like that, but uh, it definitely you know, you get inspired when you meet people, you meet a lot of different people and, you know, you talk to them and you get sort of a glimpse into their lives and into their community. And, uh, you know, one thing that I, I realized having traveled all over the world is that, you know, a lot of people are afraid about, you know, of stuff that they don't know. They're afraid of other yeah. people that they don't know them, but yes. basically, all the people that you meet, if you travel, you realize that there is like a general goodness in everyone, that everyone really, you know, are good people. Uh, and I, I can't say that I've had many encounters during my 10 years on the road uh, with people that have been really rude or, or you know, um, scary or, or strange in any way. I mean, maybe strange, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> so it... <laughs> I, I definitely feel like, you know, it's, uh, well, many, many of the people I meet, you know, sometimes I just meet them once and sometimes they become good friends. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's sort of a very open lifestyle where you, uh, you have to sort of, uh, embrace the moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think like you mentioned, you know, I think home is where you make it, you know, and then there's, yeah. um, the, the the world and you know so big you know that you know I think we forget that there's we we're connected in some way with everyone you know around oh. the world you know there's connections everywhere um and so there's one of uh, one of your songs um it's called center of the universe so mm -hmm. can you go a little bit into that the the one the title 
and kind of what images or what you know what what is the theme behind that song so center of the universe is the title track from my latest album uh and uh it's it's a very good example of what we were just been talking about so uh -huh. um i wrote this song uh because some years ago i was touring through southern utah and i came to this amazing valley where the hopi tribes lived for thousands of years uh -huh. and there was like a huge mountainside that was just filled with petroglyphs and um and then there was this little plaque that was telling their story and and it said that you know they lived there for a long time and it, it was a very good place to live but all of a sudden this tribe had disappeared and uh -huh. no one knows why or where they went uh but if you ask the other tribes they will tell you that they didn't disappear they went to the center of the universe which is sort of their nirvana their highest state of being you know okay and uh and and because I travel when I tour, I tour in a little RV. And uh, so we quite often, you know, end up at Walmarts because <laughs> they have <laughs> big parking lots and they have, you know, stuff yeah. for the RV that we need. Um, and one thing that kind of struck me and made me a little sad, though, is like when uh, when you exit the store, there is this uh, wall of pictures of missing children. And uh, I think, you know, most people, they don't they just walk past, they don't stop to look at those pictures. So sometimes yeah. I feel like, you know, I, I, I should, you know, go up and look at those pictures. And, um, and I was doing that one day and I was thinking about, you know, how these young adults and these children had disappeared. And, you know, and I was thinking, what if, what if they didn't disappear? What if they also went to the center of the that's universe? Nice. And that's, like a, uh, you know, a, a, a wish for like a better outcome. Of course, I, you know, I understand that, it, you know whatever happened to them was you know not good yeah uh, which is which is very sad but so the song is kind of combining uh those images and those and those uh you know that kind of traditions of the uh, Hopi tribe with sort of a whole different um society and a whole different culture and uh and sort of you know combining them because we're all people yeah yeah. So at, at the center of it all, you know, it's like we're all human beings, you know, no matter, you know, our culture or our upbringing, you know, I think that's what we have to remember, you know, yeah. we're all and, and, and that we all have this, uh, this view, I mean, um, center of the universe it might be just like a Hopi tradition but you know all religions have a similar view they you know the Christianity has heaven and you know it has you know uh in the Buddhism and uh, Hinduism and there's like the Nirvana and and so uh that's that's a very central thing I think for for humans to kind of search for a higher state of being or or you know a place that's sort of a utopian place where you go uh -huh. you know uh, and so I, I think it's uh, something that unites us. Yeah. Is, is that something that for you is kind of um, uh, also roots you to kind of who you are, kind of the, you know, the religion aspect, you know, is that something that, or tradition, is that something that you, <laughs> that you're keen on? Not really. I'm, I'm a very non-religious person. <laughs> uh and uh, uh i don't really believe in higher state of being uh i believe in the goodness of people and i believe that you know it's 
that we want the same thing and uh, and it's basically to live a peaceful happy life and to uh -huh. have love and uh, and you know i i think it's up to each and every one to sort of try try their best to make that happen and yeah. not sort of rely on like a higher being to deliver it to you or that that you know you should be punished if you're not doing the right things or you know i so for me i'm very very sort of non-religious in that way but i i think it's interesting in a cultural perspective you know that it's uh something that is so central for humanity that you, yeah. you know we all have sort of wish for this better place yeah and um so what kind of what's your kind of process of coming up with you know not just names of songs but names of titles you know so let's go back to the most recent album the center of the universe like mm -hmm. why why that title like what you know and, and then what other songs are part of that album are they all along the same theme or you know like how how did that process go for you so um the songs of the uh, you know the the names of the songs they usually come from from the lyrics i very seldom name a song something completely different that i'm not singing uh and uh regarding the album i think uh, you know, when I write songs, I, you know, I write one song and then it might be months until I write the next song. So it's not like I sit down and think, okay, now I'm going to write a whole album and then like, you know, for a week or something and then write all the songs. If I did, they might be more like cohesive and on the, the same theme more. Um, but for me, it's more like I write when I get inspiration and, and uh, when you know, I think of stuff that sort of makes sense to me to write about. Um, and the last couple of years has been, you know, it's been a weird time. I mean, it's not just the pandemic going on, but like several wars have broken yeah. out. And um, and also the whole thing with um, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And um, so there's been a lot of like sort of negative stuff that's been going uh -huh. on the couple of years and of course that has fueled the songwriting a lot so uh, on this new album a lot of my songs kind of span over more like um, themes around uh, that you know like the war or or domestic violence or you know the missing children and um, so I think in in that way the album has sort of a uh, it's sort of cohesive in that way, even though it wasn't written like uh, a storybook. Uh, but it's um, it's not something that I think about uh, when I write the songs, how they are going to turn out on an album. Uh, it's more a need to uh, put you know, know my thoughts into words when mm -hmm. I write this. So you meant, that, you know, you're a storyteller, you know. Well, at least I see singer-songwriters, I think, as big storytellers. You know, stories are kind of what weaves, you know, um, the, the, the things. Um, and um, tell me the story, because I'm curious about the 1989 Winnebago Warrior. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, how did, like, was that something you came up with with your husband? You know, like, and and we go back to the archetypes. You know, warrior is a it's an archetype. It's that universal mm -hmm. kind of motif that you see across cultures. You know, the warrior archetype. 
So can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, the Winnebago and Sure. Um, I mean, when we first started touring in the U.S. Uh, in late 2011, uh, I mean, it was it was just like a no brainer that if we we're going to be on the road for a long, long time. And we had at that point a two year uh, work visa in the U.S. So we were planning on on spending that whole two, two years on the road. Uh, you really need to have uh, your own space and you have to have, you know, be able to have like your own stuff around you you can't be in a car and then stay in motels every yeah. night for two years yeah um also also it's like a budget thing that it's it's uh you know if I don't have a show I don't have to pay for a hotel room I, I can park somewhere and and it's for free you know or you know whatever pay for the gas but um so it's it's a sort of a a way to keep the budget and uh, also to sort of keep your sanity because uh, <laughs> when you have RV and and you know you, like I said you meet a lot of people and and it's wonderful but sometimes it can also be a little bit exhausting mm -hmm. and you know and then you can just say well I'm just I'm gonna go out to my RV now and get some sleep and you close your door and you're home and and uh, you know it's your own bed every night and you don't have to carry stuff in and out and um, so, so that was kind of how it started. the The first long tour, we had a much bigger RV, uh, and then we went back to Europe, and then we came back to the US again. and And we said we're not going to be here like full time, but we're going to come for tours every year, and we need to have a smaller RV that we keep parked in the uh -huh. US. And um, so it was just like a fluke that this was the one we found, the Winnebago Warrior uh and uh it, it's yeah so it's from 1989 we call him little chief <laughs> and, <laughs> <The> little, chief. <laughs> little chief because you know because it's a warrior and like yeah. little chief and he, he runs our lives and you know um so um we got him uh in 2015 and uh he's been going all over the u.s and we actually just passed 300 thousand miles on the odometer wow uh, and it's still going story. and yeah. it's still pu pushing you away and like <laughs> yeah uh, i'm very lucky though because my husband is very good at fixing it up when it breaks down <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's a cool story right right there <laughs> with the with the warrior <laughs> um so i, I kind of want to go back a little bit about your your upbringing you know um tell me a little bit more about your upbringing in sweden and you know and and um and and again i know you you kind of mentioned that you see things differently now you know and and then when you leave you know it kind of gives you a different perspective like so how was it when you were there and like and how how has your perspective changed now yeah um i mean Growing up, um, I was I was not one of like the most popular kids, but I was also not of like the unpopular kids. I was, you know, somewhere in the middle, kind of. Uh, always sort of not with a huge like group of friends, but like always, you know, one best friend kind of uh, when I grew up. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's when I look back at it, it's not something that I feel nostalgic about i i i feel like when i was growing up i had a lot of um a lot of hardship in different ways uh and uh and so like breaking free from that place where i grew up 
sort of that made me feel more free and more open to uh, explore new things. And and so maybe that's one of why I, I'm not feeling so deeply rooted, um, even though, you know, my dad still lives in the house where I grew up and, and I go there to visit every summer. And um, and it's it's a beautiful place. It's just I don't feel a whole lot of connection to it anymore. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, so where, like, where would you say that your connections are, or like, what I guess, what's um, what's at the root of who you are now, like, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, since we started touring, so my husband actually quit his day job to go on tour with me full time, and and I often see, you know, other friends that are touring musicians that tour by themselves or with a band and and don't have their partner with them, and and it it seems it just seems hard, you know, uh, to not have the person that you love with you all the time and be able to share all of those things that you experience on the road with that mm -hmm. person. But because I, I do, I do have uh, my husband with me all the time, you know, it's, I think, uh, though, you know, our the roots are like, you know, between us more than anything else. It's, it's like the life that we live and like all the memories that we make together that those are my roots you know it's like okay i have many places that i call home uh you know i i have an apartment in berlin i call this home and i have a little house in spain i call that home you know and uh, of course when i go to sweden i say that i go home um but the truth is that uh i mean if i would be anywhere and on my own i don't think i would feel like I was home the same way that I do with when I'm with Jonas. Hmm. Okay. So 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 your roots are kind of more. I mean, not not in a not in, not in a particular place, but it's more kind of having to do with the connection to your husband. Kind of that. Yeah, we are always joking about that. We our, our thing is that we make little nests wherever we go. Like we make our little homes. You know um so I mean the RV is like a little home and uh you know so when we're there that's the little home and and uh we always try to sort of we're both very sort of homely and try to make it cozy and uh so that you know that when you have a day off or a night off you you can relax and, and feel like you're in a place that makes you happy yeah so we often say that maybe places um call us you know at least that's what I believe I believe like places have kind of a, their own soul or their own you know kind of life to them you know whether that's yeah. given by the people that live there or, or maybe the place already has you know a life of its own before that person got there so you, you know you you were born in Sweden you right now at least you live in Germany I mean not you know I don't know how you can tell me a little bit more about Germany but then you also mentioned that you have a home in Spain. And then, of course, you whenever you come to the U.S., you know, you you have all these homes, you know, that you play at or so. Um, do you feel like you've been called? To, you know, I know you're not a religious person, but I, I think it, if there's something instinctual that calls you to these places. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it's. Exactly what you say that when you come to a place, you can instantly feel if this is a if, if it's a place you love and if it has a soul, you know, mm -hmm. and 
Uh, I think that's different from different people. So, I mean, for me, I, I always feel when I get back to Berlin, I always feel like, you know, it's, uh, it's just such a wonderful place. And I just, I just love it so much, even if it's like dark and snowy, you know, it's, um, it's something about this place that has a big soul, I think. And Okay. of course, probably many people here that don't think that and maybe Yeah. love somewhere Uh, but I, I think it's something that you feel instinctively, you know, it's, it's like when I was in um, Mexico City uh, last year and I was there this year too. And, uh, and that is one of those places I was just like, I'm just going to sell everything I own and, <laughs> and move to Mexico City because it just, it has such a soul and it's just so beautiful. And I was just like, I felt so at home there, you know, even though I'd never been there before. Um, Yeah. So I definitely think that there are places like that. And, uh, and I, I think that, you know, in Sweden, I haven't really found that place, you know, uh, that I feel like, oh, you know, this is where I want to be. This is home. And, uh, and maybe that's why I feel like I don't have such strong roots, like to one place in Sweden anymore, even though I Hmm. grew up there. Hmm. Okay. And 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 have you found that these places like Berlin and like and where's your home in Spain? Uh, it's in a small town in Andalusia. Andalusia. So Yeah. have you found like any any common threads between these places that kind of speak to you? You know, um I you may not be able to you may not be able to answer it right away, but I, you know, I, I believe that there's places that have kind of a common denominator, you know, something that that connects them, you know, Yeah. Berlin, Andalusia, and then Mexico City. Is there something that you have found that are kind of, you know, that, that they share? I think all of these places are very sort of open minded and embracing. Uh, I mean, Berlin is, of course, kind of, you know, I, I don't have the same feeling for New York, New York City as I have for Berlin, but in the same way, they, you know, it's like a melting pot with people from all over the world and, and everything, you know, is accepted. You're like accepted whoever you are and, and uh, whoever you want to be and, and uh, you're not judged, you know, and I, I think uh, the place that we have in Spain is, it is on a, much smaller scale there it's very spanish it's not a whole lot of you know foreigners there but they 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 are very accepting and very embracing like so on our street there's a, just a great community and they just embraced us when we got the house and and you know instantly you know invited us and they're always talking to us even though our spanish is really bad uh, we try our best but they keep talking and talking even though we don't understand everything Um, so I, th I think that, uh, it's the common thing and also, you know, Mexico cities is that you feel like it's sort of, it's an open-minded place and, Hmm. uh, and embracing and, uh, the culture is just amazing too. So I guess those are sort of the similarities. And of course there are so many differences as well. I mean, Berlin is a huge city and the little Yeah. town in Andalusia is 25,000 Another Lucia. people and, And so it's, it's many differences, but I, I, I do feel that they all have this sort of um, openness to them so uh, that you can be who you are. Yeah. Hmm. That's wonderful. That's um um so you know again we've talked 
we've touched on, you know, the idea of roots and then your music and being a nomad. Um, do, you, do you find that when you're maybe in your songwriter, if you're, let's say, you know, songwriting, songwriting that talks about the American landscape versus maybe mm -hmm. the European landscape, like, do you do you feel like they're they're different or or, or do you feel find that there's something in these landscapes that are the same you know like like a, you know since you've traveled so much sometimes you start seeing the same landscape everywhere if <laughs> that makes sense um, I, I I guess that's that's you know why I love the U.S. so much is is because of the nature and because I do not feel like I've seen it before, you know what I mean? Uh, it's so big and and there's just so many amazing places. And, and you know, a lot of the places I go, um, there are not a lot of people, you know? Um, so always when I tour, I try to sort of plan for a little bit of uh, camping somewhere, you know, in a national park or, uh, you know, experience a new place. and. This last tour was amazing because I got to go to four national parks, you know, and I you know Yellowstone I've been before, but it's always amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, just to see different places. We also went to uh, Mesa Verde, you know, with the cliff dwellings. And it's uh, I, I, I really feel like everywhere where I go in the U.S., I, I can see something new. And, and that's what is so special about the landscape there. And it's really beautiful here in Europe, too. But it's, you know, everything is on a much smaller scale. Uh -huh. And so nature-wise, you know, it's, it's hard to beat the U.S. I mean, here you can experience a lot of history. Uh -huh. uh, yes. that's, that's the interesting thing about Europe. We have a lot of history and, you know, a uh -huh. lot of old cities and... and um, all that stuff and and a lot of beautiful nature too but you know not on the same scale as the hmm. us okay never thought it yeah i mean i guess i haven't thought of it that way but everything i mean in the us there's kind of that larger a sense of everything kind of being expansive so, you know and large i guess you know yeah. um yeah, it is. I mean, I, I often try to take pictures and I'm always disappointed that you can't, when you look at the picture, you can't see how big it is, you know, how yeah. big everything is yeah. and how far you can see and, and you know, all those things, you know, and, and that's, uh, so that's kind of, uh, it's very special with the U.S. that way. Yeah. Now, through your son writing, though, I mean, have you been able to maybe, you know, bring a more clear picture to the listener maybe you know like if you're writing about a, a place or you know or 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 a person or do you find that in your son writing you're painting something more clear for that listener to see you know even though they can't be there you know to see it I hope so um I mean the one song that comes to mind is the uh, Big Sky Country, which is also uh, the title track of that album. And that was a song that I wrote after that first long tour that we did in the US. And, and so on that tour, we went to um, 37 states. And, uh, uh, you know, so I, I really wanted to write a song that sort of captured everything that I had experienced in all those beautiful places I got to see on that tour. And so it's... Uh, I, I hope that people listen to it and, you know, um, can sort of feel like they're in the journey, Yeah, uh, you know, and get to experience different places in the U.S., but also, you know, some people that I met along the way and, 
And um, so that is, I guess, a very prosaic song in that sense, uh, because it really, the, the idea was really to sort of capture all that I got to experience on that tour. Um, but it, I mean, it, it sneaks into a lot of my songs and uh, because, you know, I'm writing about stuff that happens, you know, I have a song called California Snow and it's about us touring from California to Arizona and we got stuck in the snowstorm with RV and we only had, you know, summer tires and there were no winter tires and and it was a little bit scary and, you know, it's, and, and you know, coming from Sweden, you kind of think of California as a summer state that is never yeah. so That cold. doesn't have snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was like, oh my gosh, what's going on, you know, and I, I think, you know, you can bring, um, you know, your experiences uh, and your views uh, to to the listener, hopefully. I mean, yeah. that's kind of why I songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, as, as we kind of, there's so much more to talk about, but I know the time is also a, a little bit, but um do you believe that your life story um I guess let me rephrase that you, you know I some people believe and and I believe that our stories are kind of um not 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 written from the beginning but I feel like there's um things that we do in life that are that if you look at your past it, it's gonna it's leading you to where you need to be you know, if that makes yeah. any sense. Um, yeah. So how do you feel like looking at your life? If let's say if if someone asks you, you know, like what has informed it or what has shaped it to where you're at now? You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like it's fate, but I think there is something that we're kind of meant to be, you know, where we're at, what we're meant to do if that makes sense sure it's a it sounds like you're asking is there really free will <laughs> in, in a know way I, yeah i mean yes yeah. i mean there's you know, is of... everything predetermined or do we do we actually make choices or do we just believe that we're making the choices that, uh, but, but yeah but <laughs> I, I think but i think every story that like we all live we are all living the story that we're meant to to live but yeah. we can also um uh be a be a change you know we can also um shape it also yeah. so, no, so I, I agree with you that uh there are different di it's definitely like a lot of stuff that happened in my life sort of led to the next thing even though whatever happened might not have been you know something positive at the time you know it in the end it led to something different that was a positive experience uh, mm -hmm. or a different path and uh, but I also think that we are able to to change and to shape uh -huh. our lives um, because I, I think you know to get back to you know this thing that uh, people often tell me I, I'm living the American dream and they are you know I have you know people that tell me oh you know it's the life you're living you know it's uh, it's such a dream life you know and, and uh, you know of course, they only see a very, very small portion of my life. Yeah. So they don't know how much work I put in. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are a little bit afraid uh, of change, but also don't realize that they have the capacity 
to change things if they really want to, because, you know, a lot of people, maybe they work nine to five and then they, they see me and they think, oh, my goodness, you know, what if I could have a life like hers and, you know, travel around the world and, and see all these different places and, you know, uh, get to meet all these people. And yes, it's wonderful. But and you can if if you just make that choice, you know, uh, but a lot of people have a lot of fear. Yeah. And uh, so they get stuck in, you know, whatever sort of uh, life they have uh, when they could change it. So I, I I agree with you. I think that, that there are definitely things that shape your life and, and sort of take you uh, to where you should be. But it's also up to you to sort of make that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's true. I mean, I... I... Again, I, I I think I believe in a little bit of both, you know, fate, but then there's also um, that we're able to make conscious decisions, you know, um, even studying like Carl Jung and archetypes. And, you know, he was big on like our dreams and how our dreams are a tale of our unconscious and things like that. But, um, but, but yeah, um, and there, there was something that I, that I just want to touch on um, as we kind of finish. Archetypes, for me, I see them as kind of these kind of bursts of energies, kind mm -hmm. of that, you know, that that can be, that are in our unconscious. And they have, they're, they're, they're fueling kind of what we do, you know? So I think that's why I asked you at the beginning, you know, how, how has this idea of roaming the endless highway, how has that fueled your creative practice, you know? And mm -hmm. so my question to you, do you, do you feel or do you have a sense if do you think you'll ever maybe stop roaming the endless highway? Do you think there's a point where you've reached and said, I've, I've come this far and I'm done kind of roaming that endless highway? <laughs> well, you know, I, I uh, ask myself that all the time. Um, I often say, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I want to stop touring and, you know, I, you know, do some, you know, maybe like uh, be able to focus more on the creative part and less on like the, you know, planning and, and, and driving and being on the road. But every time, um, you know, I think that I also uh, think about all those wonderful things that I, I get to experience, like, like this past tour when I, I get got to see so many wonderful, you know, national parks and, and just have an amazing time uh, seeing so many beautiful places, you know, and I, I just feel like, oh, gosh, I'm going to miss that so much if, if I stop. So it's, it's a, it's a little bit, bit like, you know, back and forth. I am getting older as we all are, but, uh, and, and so it does take more energy to kind of, be on the road um and what i'm hoping that you know in in the coming years or so that i could maybe tour a little bit less but um do it in a more like compressed form um so i also have more time to uh spend in one place and and then focus on the creative side of my work a little bit more mm -hmm. yeah and do you think you'll ever maybe roam the endless highways in in other parts of the world? I know you 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 talked about you know I do, I do already. I mean, I tour a lot in Germany and and uh, the rest of Europe and 
Um, so uh, this month now in December, I have uh, 14 concerts coming up starting tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a lot of rehearsing now for my Christmas program. And uh, and then, of course, I am playing in uh, Germany and Austria and uh, now in uh, January and February, go back to the U.S. And then uh, I am doing some touring in um, in Europe in the summer. And then hopefully I have some time to um, to sort of uh, take a little bit slow in the fall and and work on on my creative stuff. And uh, uh, but I, you know, that's that's one of the good things about being your own boss. Like I run my own record label and. I decide where I want to go and and when I want to release an album and so uh, you know a lot of the tours that we've been doing it's you know it's me planning places where you know where I want to go and what I want to see so some years ago we went to New Zealand for a tour um, just because basically we wanted to see New Zealand and there was like a good reason to go and um, so there are other things you know that I also kind of uh, you know, places that I would love to see, like the Faroe Islands or, uh, you know, uh, maybe tour a little bit more in Sweden in the, you know, uh, in mm -hmm. the future. So, mm -hmm. so and it's, it's just up to me to sort of plan those things. So um, that's, that's probably what I'm going to try to do. Or the place, or the places might be the one kind of planning the tours for you. <laughs> you know, that's something <laughs> to, to see it. Yeah. If you if you look at it that way, you know, if you go, if we go back to the idea of place having a soul, you know, it could be the soul of the places kind of yeah. fighting, fighting that part of it. But um, gosh, yeah, uh, this is, his, this has been so great to just listen to you and like um, you, this multicultural dynamic that you, that you have about you and, um, oh. you know. And so I, I think it's been really great. And um, I, I, I want to kind of leave with the listeners, uh, you telling them again, where they can find you. You mentioned a little bit about what your plans are for the, for the you know, end of the year and uh, early part of next year. But so how, where can people find you and, 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 and um, things like that? Sure. So, um, I mean, you can always find all my stuff on my website. So it's sophiatalvik.com. That's Sophia with an F T A L V I K.com. Mm -hmm. And um, so my tour dates are on there. Uh, you can find my music, you can listen to my music and you can purchase CDs and vinyl. Uh, and also of course, you know, watch videos and, uh, stuff like that. Most of the stuff that I'm doing are going up on my website. Uh, and, I'm also, you know, on social media, so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not on TikTok, I'm not okay. on Twitter. Uh, and so I try to sort of, there's only so much I can, uh, you know, do uh, at one time. So, yeah. uh, but I, I always try to uh, to post a lot of photos on, on uh, the social media for my, for my tours and stuff. So that's a good place to sort of stalk me if you want to see what my life is uh on about and um yeah what else i mean it's yeah i got a of course the the concerts coming up in germany and then i have a big tour in the u.s in the spring and i'm, I'm mostly going to be on in the south and uh, on the east coast okay uh, 24 uh okay. but the all, all those uh, dates will be up on my website shortly and i think right now we're sort of doing it a little bit you know 
now it's the German tour. And then when that's finished, we'll put up the coming show. So, but uh, yeah, you can find me there. And of course, Spotify and, and Amazon and all that stuff. You can listen to me everywhere. Great. And if people want to have you at a, a, you know, home, a house concert, you know, how, how can people do that if they want to invite you to, to a house concert? Sure. I mean, you can just contact me um, on Facebook or Instagram or my website. Uh, just send me a message and I'd be happy to sort of guide you through what is, how it works and, uh, and what we expect and what you can expect from me and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I play a lot of, of house concerts um, so I have a lot of references <laughs> if people are interested in that. Uh, there are also some some things up on YouTube that you can see me perform uh, house concerts. So uh, that that would probably be a good way to start if if you haven't done it before. Nice. And 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 again, that's a way for you to bring your music to people's homes and and, and where people can meet you personally. So that's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Sophia, again, I want to thank you for being part of my, you know, this podcast. And I want to thank um, all our listeners and uh, stay tuned for more episodes uh, for um, next year. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Well, we have reached the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this podcast and today's episode, be sure to share and subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I am your host, Jimena Dusan Aya Pearson. And again, you've been listening to Root Stories of the Soul. Stay tuned for next week's episode, where we will be continuing to talk about the soul of place. Without viewers and listeners like you, this would not be possible. So thank you again for joining me today. Until next time, have a wonderful day.